results are in. We have calculated the top races of the season. We finally did it. And we've also got our top three moments of the season. This is Into the Chicane of Formula One Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Channing Apodaca. I'm Brandon Wood. Hi, Brandon. How's it going? It's going well. It's going good. Um, how long did it take you to to sit down and go through all the races that you actually went through? And how many did you I, watch? I I went through highlights of every okay. single race, every single sprint race. Took me took me a few days of uh, you know sitting down for a little bit here, a little bit there, and just kind of making notes as I went along. But I made it through. I recapped the entire 2023 season. God damn. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think we after now looking back at it, I think we did a pretty good job. And, and as we went along and, and get compiled this list, I think we we got it pretty pretty close. So pretty close. I had a, I got a little bit of a shakeup. I didn't watch. I didn't do as uh, due diligence as you did. I guess I watched um, definitely like somehow. The, I'm not surprised. The top five I watched, and then uh, <laughs> races that I was pretty sure would be in contention for um, honorable mentions. So the way we're gonna do this, we have our top five races of the season each, and then we're going to give some honorable mentions, and then we're going to break down our top three moments of the season. I got all my notes. Look at how bad my handwriting is. It's a lot. It is. Um, dude, I was doing this, and I was like writing everything down, and I haven't Ooh. written on paper in, in a while, I guess, and I was watching my handwriting. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is horrible. And it reminded me of when I was buying my first car and you were there with me. Do you remember that? The Nissan yeah, dealership. You just sign your name or something. I was like signing something and I was like, man, my handwriting's bad. And you literally looked up and I, it's like scarred in my memory. And you were like, maybe you should just slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's like stuck with me. It hurt. Yeah. It hurt. All right. Let's jump right into it. We got our, our top five races of the season. These are individual. We didn't settle on these together, right? No. The way that um, we normally do. So I, I was just going to go off of our list that we we had, uh-huh. uh, and then kind of uh, kind of modify it from there. So I, coming in at number five, we had Japan. Mm-hmm. I feel like this, although it was a good race, you know, there was so a, lot, a little bit of chaos. There were some good battles. We saw Red Bull clinch constructors championship, mm-hmm. but I feel like it wasn't as exciting as some of the other ones were. So I feel like. It might have to be it bumped out. Top wow. Five. I'm, and I'm kind of feeling like for me, it's a toss up between, I feel like it's got to be Monza. Monza just, for just you? Monza for me because of uh, just that. But, I mean, it was, it was a really big weekend for Carlos Sainz, uh, Ferrari, uh, Unleashed all the stuff. We saw a great battle between the teammates. Um, for me, that was just all together, like such a fun weekend. Wow! Since you uh, since you mentioned Monza, Monza for me doesn't even crack the top five. I have Monza See? as my very last honorable mention. Um, hmm. what Interesting. I, yeah. So I'll I'll just give my honorable mention since you mentioned that one. I wrote down for Monza. I wrote uh, Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. Uh, but by lap yes. by lap fifteen, that was done because I wrote I wrote that down because Carlos defended Max over and over again for fifteen straight laps in the exact same way. Uh, 
but for only 15 laps. And then it was kind of done. And we got uh, Cheka with a beautiful pass through the chicane where they say you can't pass. And then the rest was kind of bland. It wasn't until lap 47 through 51 that the Red Bulls or the Red Bulls, the, the Ferraris put on a show, which was fun. And I thought they had to do. But other than that, Monza was good, but not great. Um, and then uh, Max took the win streak there. He took the 10 race win streak at, at Monza. So like, it was a good race, but it didn't crack my top five. It got my very last honorable mention in fifth place, fifth best race okay. of the year. I got Brazil moving up the charts. Oh, yeah, that was going to be my other one. Like, yeah, that was that was a good race. There was the I mean, that that race featured one of my favorite moments of this season. So I'll, I'll save it for later. But nice. Uh, definitely notable there so So, uh yeah brazil i got uh, a dnf from chuck on lap one lando with a brilliant start off the line from fourth Mm -hmm. into second he puts a little bit of pressure on max going into turn one you got alex albon and k mag uh hitting the wall on lap one daniel ricardo almost killed by a stray tire that was exciting (laughs) we had that was wild yeah yeah we had a, a red flag restart I wrote down red flag restart at Interlagos. Okay. Anytime you can get a, a, another start at Interlagos. So we got three starts in this race. We had the sprint. We had the start. And then we got ourselves a beautiful little red flag restart with Lando and P2. Oh, my God. Sex me up. And then uh, Lando chased Max that entire race. It was one of, one of the closest finishes that... Uh, Anybody has finished two max, I believe. Other than Las Vegas and Coda, um, this was one of the closest finishes uh, that we had to max. And then we had Checo versus Alonso on the line. Beautiful. Um, what else? Oh, I wrote down, because of this race, this was like a, a real premier race for Lando, I think, uh, and it showed that he is going to be a true challenger in 2024. So Interlagos, usually my top race of the year, you know, because of the way that this year shook out, because of some of the crazy on-track shit, um, with just, like, chaos and drama, and then max dominance, mm-hmm. it fell back a little bit here. I wrote down one thing. Because of the max dominance that happened this year, mm-hmm. I wrote down that 2023 was all about small moments. You know, you didn't have these, like, epic race-long battles that we had in, like, 2021 between Max and Lewis or you know, Botas and and so-and-so in 2020. It was all about little, finding little moments, little highlights. And and so that's what we got to kind of look for in these races. And I thought uh, Brazil proved that for a fifth place, you know. Max yeah, versus Lando for a little while and then uh, Checo Alonso on the line. Beautiful pass yeah, by the Grandmaster. Yeah, not as many dramatic finishes this season as uh, we might hope for, so... Having one here yeah. was uh, definitely fun to see. So. Also, not I mean, this is the story of the season, but not a lot of battles for first. So you got to kind of take these little second, third, and fourth place battles uh, where you can get them. So who'd you have in P4? So in P4, um, on our list originally, we had Australia. Mm-hmm. But I, I needed, I felt like, after reviewing the tapes, needed to do a little switcheroo here. So, in fourth place, I've got Zanvoort. You're not going to believe this. You have the same? I have the exact same. And we had Zanvoort at number one. For a long time. Yeah. For most of the, like, most of the year, it stayed at number one. So, mentioning Australia, 
Go ahead. I was just gonna say I think that was heavily influenced by the fact that there was so many overtakes. The the rain and all the chaos really caused a lot of that. It action, was so. yeah. It was one of those chaotic races. Let me um check through my documents here. Where do I have Zandvoort? I know I wrote some shit down about it. Oh, there it is. Um, so you mentioned Australia. I actually relegated Australia from fourth to seventh in an honorable mention position. So anything okay. outside of the top five is just an honorable mention, but that, that, that gets my um, second place honorable mention. But Zandvoort, dude, Dutch Grand Prix. Um, I have to say, to start off, watching the highlights, you forget what an amazing track Zandvoort is. It is such a fucking cool track. I could not believe re-watching these highlights that it had been off the calendar for so many years because it came back, what, 2021? I believe so. It was gone from like the 70s or the 80s all the way up until 2021 when they, you know, really started throwing Max's bone. How has it been gone so long? It's such a cool track. It's a little thin for a modern-day F1 car. Not a whole lot of overtaking opportunity in regular conditions, probably. Uh, but turn mm-hmm. three, Jesus Christ, dude. That that banking left. Oh, my God, sex. Yeah. Everybody that, loves that it except where, Daniel Ricardo. I think. Yeah, and the moment where Max squeezed in on the inside oh. uh, around Pierre, that was, that, was, that was pretty crazy. And, yeah, I mean... You know, you hate to be, uh, you know, make make light of someone getting hurt, but Daniel Ricardo getting hurt there was kind of a big, big story and was, it was a big, big moment part of the season. So I, I think, think it's going to uh, be a bigger, definitely. bigger thing for some other um, F one fans and F one pundits than it was for me. And it's I feel bad for Daniel Ricardo, but I was actually I don't want to say happy because that's a terrible thing to say. I wasn't happy that he broke his wrist, but it. I, my excitement for getting Liam Lawson in surpassed exactly. my my sadness for losing DR. Um, but the Dutch Grand Prix, uh, good racing, but also provided some of that chaos that 2023 kind of like encapsulated. Um, heavy rain on lap one. Everybody starts on slicks. And halfway through the first lap, there's a torrential downpour that made drivers just try and stick it out. So they were just going, not even to race, but just to stay on track. And you can see a lot of those guys, like Oscar Piastri had a big moment in the final sector where you got to give this guy his flowers, give him kudos. He really was able to keep this thing on track. Uh, Fernando moved up uh, three positions. Um, About half the drivers stayed out on slicks and half the drivers stayed out or went in for intermediates and... uh, because it was like this weird rain on, rain off type thing where a lot of the teams were trying to predict that the rain was going to stop. So they, they stayed out on slicks and you had half the grid on intermediates, half the grid on slicks. And it looked, you know, pace wise and with the the tire grid on the, the screen, it looked like two completely different series. You know, you had some guys flying, some guys like puttering around. It looked like a an endurance race. Yeah, definitely uh, with... The quickness that it, it, the weather came on, it definitely uh, made it so that you had to just make a decision and go for it. And, yeah. And uh, hope that you were on the right side of that decision. So. This was a big team race right here. And then, um, like so many different times this season, so, so many different times this season, Logan Sargent ends up in the wall. You had uh, Liam Lawson pitted four times by lap 52 of 72 in that race. 
four different pit stops. So this was just like a, like, like I just said, a chaotic um, team race, you know, a lot of strategy getting turned on, getting turned off. And then uh, you had Checo into Checo off into the gravel trap on enters in the heavy rain. So the enters weren't even doing enough work there. That's how much rain was happening. So nice and chaotic. That's number four for us. You got anything else to say on uh, Zambort? No. The Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing uh, seeing next year back on the beach. Me too. Yeah, race on the race on the beach is always is always cool. I uh, um, if I, if I'm gonna plan to go to Europe to go see a race, that might be one of them. Like that's that's how cool of a be- fucking spot Zandvoort is. I don't know why I needed to emphasize yeah. that with an F word. Uh, so number so, three, where you at? Yeah, uh, number three on our list, we have Las Vegas, uh, and I'm I'm sticking with this. I feel like. It was a very fun race. It was there was a lot of hype. Um, the weekend started out uh, not on a great foot, but the racing at, on the Saturday night—I wanted to say Sunday, but Saturday night—ended up being well worth it. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite battles of the year. Seeing Charles take the lead and, and battle both Red Bulls for it uh, was was really great. Yeah, super fun stuff. For me, number three, I have got. Singapore. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we had a little bit of excitement at the start. Um, Max did not, or Max did get past Carlos in a safety car on old tires. He ends up then uh, get eaten up because they went hard, went long on those hard tires. And this was after Max, he had started like P10. I forget. He started in the back. In Singapore, yeah. Yeah. Not in the back, but like maybe middle of the pack somewhere. And then I think it was like a nice little battle between a couple of uh, Mercedes and some Ferraris before Max got around Carlos in the safety car. Uh, I'm reading off of my notes and they're all over the place. So sorry if my timeline's a little bit off. Um, good battle between Checo, Alonso, and Ocon, a three way battle. Then we got Ocon DNFing after having like a really solid race himself. Sad for him. Mm-hmm. Um, George versus Lando with a little bit of help from Carlos. Remember that hole? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was fun. I mean, George getting a little too overzealous at the end yep. and uh, flipping the wall in dramatic fashion. Yep, I got George in the wall with a little smiley face. Um, you know, as much as, as that sucks for him, it's always it's just nice. I don't know why to see George <laughs> have to eat his own shit. You know, um, but that it was like it was great, and that was the only race this season that a Red Bull car didn't win. So that was a big yeah. moment. Um, not only like was it epic for the season, you had that beautiful, beautiful individual effort by Carlos Sainz to to play DRS chicken with four car, th- sorry, three cars behind him. It involved two Mercedes and a McLaren, and brilliant, brilliant driving from him. Um, you had George into the wall, and then, yeah, the fact that we had a different winner. It, it's just some beautiful on-track battles, like up and down, I think all the way up into P10. And then you had a great effort by Max to get up into P5 is where I think he finished. Maybe P4 after George's crash. He, I think he finished P4. Um, so nice. And a night race, too. And a night and, race. And like, you can't race. beat that. I mean, the Singapore track is gorgeous. So Yeah, Max got fifth. So Fifth? Yeah. Who was so it was uh Carlos Lewis. Sorry, Carlos Lando Lewis. Checo? Charles. 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 Okay. 
So Max slots up a couple more because of George. That was my three. Uh, what's your number two? My number two, I've got the Hapones Grand Prix Japan. Oh, okay. And this was our, we had this where, fifth? Fifth. And, this, I, and I personally, to open the, the segment, said that I felt like it was, uh, we had rated it a little high. So for you to say it, it comes in at number two, I, I'm, I, I want to hear yeah. where your arguments, arguments are. I just watching back a lot of the on-track battles, like I thought from a pure racing standpoint that Suzuka was just one of the best of the year. So you got uh, in qualifying, which I, I didn't take a whole lot of notes for qualifying, but I did this one because he had Logan Sargent in the gravel trap to start the weekend off again in Q1, overdoing it, when I believe both of them, both Williams, looked good going into this weekend. Um, off the line, you got two McLarens charging straight towards Max. Max fights back. This, to me, was one of the most brilliant moments of the season. The two McLarens on either side of Max Verstappen, and he fended them both off so viciously, like literally one after the other, that it made me question that dog in Lando, which I don't like to do because Lando backed off really hard, but that's what Max does, right? Um, let's see. You got Max fighting back. Uh, Lando moves up to P2, I think from P4, somewhere like that. Then there was a crash four, in the middle. Four or five, yeah. Yeah, you got a crash in the midfield. There was a beautiful battle between Yuki and Liam. That was the first time we saw them go wheel-to-wheel as teammates. Liam overtook him. I thought that was brilliant. I loved it. Um, you had Lewis versus George two times. You got George Russell yeah, that crying. Was, that was a big battle. Yeah, that I remember multiple times. Game. And then uh, that was the race where George started going. Are we teammates or are we racing against each other? So anytime yeah. I get George George Russell tears, I love it. This was um, the Checo Checo Wreck It Ralph race where he made contact <laughs> two or three times. I think he hit K Mag more than once. Uh, this is where. Checo was boxed and then re-released in order to finish his lap to avoid a penalty. And then you got, uh, at the very end of the race, you got George Russell getting overtaken four times in the last 11 laps. So four overtakes in the last 11 laps. That's beautiful. And they, some of them were easy overtakes. Some of them he tried to fight back. And then this was the race where Red Bull, Red Bull secured their Constructors' Championship. I love Japan. I'm actually ironically wearing my Japanese Grand Prix t-shirt right now. I've been wearing it for four days straight, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> but I thought it was a great race. And it, I don't think, I mean, the night we watched it, we were going Abe shit, but we were also live streaming. We were boozing, so the hype was there. I hadn't really gone back and watched too much of it since I watched these highlights. And I think we, uh, the hype was real. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, w- it was a, a very fun race. That track is so great. Um, I, I think I remember saying when we did the, the review podcast that, I felt like it was a very good representation of the entire season. Yes. Uh, just just the way every everything uh, played itself out. Maybe in some cases a little bit exaggerated, like Checo's case, uh, but very, very emblematic of the, the entire 2023 season. It, it, it really was encapsulated in there. Like everything you had. I mean, the only thing that we didn't get in Suzuka was crazy weather. But, I mean, Checo's impatience... Max Dominance, George Tears, Red Bull Championship, good on-track battles up and down. Uh, I loved that it was a, a good race for the McLarens because this was part of the redemption tour. 
Japanese, me gusta. So who do you got it to? My my number two is Australia. Wow. For a long time, uh, we had it we had it sitting right. Currently, it was a fourth. I think we had it as the top race for a while. For a while, we had to get over the chaos. We had to get over the bias of. Uh, I guess we'll call it the bullshit bias because that's what that race was. It was just, it was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But all at the same time, watching back, like I, it was actually very enjoyable to see all of that chaos because it was it, like, it was like one thing after another. Like, yeah. It was just, things were happening left and right. Uh, wasn't really, you know, you'd see, saw some cars out of place. Uh, wasn't necessarily like a good representation of everybody's performance throughout the season. It was very early on in the season, but it was it was very fun to yeah. watch. Uh, there was good th- street race, good track. There was some fun stuff in it. Um overall I think the issue with Australia was that there was no grip. For whatever reason, nobody could find grip in this race because it was just people going off, people going too hard into turns, people locking up and and just causing what all this chaos was. But there was, you know, a good moment where George overtook Max on lap one. For P1, um, Leclerc, no grip, goes into the gravel pack or gravel trap from the middle of the pack. Um, Alex Albon lost, just completely lost it in one of the chicanes on his own that caused, I think, the first red flag because of how much debris he spit up. Uh, mm-hmm. George got his pit stop wrong during that. I don't know if you remember that, but he was leading the race. They decided mm-hmm. to pit him under safety car. Less than a minute later, the red flag is announced, so he dropped back like five position ends up en- having an engine failure later that race anyways. I wrote down a little smiley face. Um, <laughs> there was almost major contact on the restart. Uh, Max nearly lost it. K-Mag goes, goes off the road. And then later on in that race, K-Mag hits the wall, and that's where all the chaos ensued. Yeah, we had the Alpines uh, making contact with each other mm-hmm. so much. Uh, so it was uh, literal carnage. Um, so like... For me, there wasn't a lot of great on-track moments, which is why I left it out of my top five, but I left it mm-hmm. in my uh, my honorable mentions. But one other moment yeah. that I don't that I forgot about, I don't know if you remember this, during the, the was it the first or the second restart? I forget. Um, one of the restarts, all the cars got piled up. Remember how everybody was trying to space themselves out and there was this giant pile-up where cars were coming around mm-hmm. a turn and K-Mag ends up going off the track because he can't slow down in time. So it was just like anywhere you could find chaos, even in just like this little rolling restart type deal. If, if it was even a rolling restart, I don't remember. Chaos. Chaos. Exactly. That's what Australia yeah. was. So normally not the favorite race of the season. It typically starts off the season or, or it used to. And now I think it's round four, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Three, I think it was it's, three. It's or like four, a, so. it's usually like a little warm up, yeah. you know what I mean? Before we get to the heavy mm-hmm. hitters in like Coda, Interlagos, and all that. But chaos ensued, and it uh, proved to be one of the more exciting races of the season. So, who do you so, have at numero for number one? I, I I felt like just with how the season went, um, and how. Uh, how good the battles were up until the very end of the race. For me, number one has got to be Singapore. Wow. 100%. Nice. Just Carlos being able to deliver the win, um, showing some brilliant racecraft. I mean, 
it just altogether was probably my most favorite race uh-huh. for sure. I think I think any of like the top three from either of our lists can arg- be arguably the best race of the season, or I mean, really sure. top five. The whole this whole conversation, I think, could be argued. I actually almost had Singapore at my number two. I had an arrow going back and forth with a question mark, and I had to just settle on uh, Japan over Singapore just just because of the on track shit. Before I do my number one, I'm going to give my last honorable mention, and that was Coda. I thought Coda was actually a much better race than I think the immediate response was. You had Lando up to uh, to first. He overtook in the in the first corner on mm-hmm. lap one. That track is really, really wide open. You know, the whole race was pretty wide yeah. open. Um, lots of movement. Max climbed up. Lewis had a chance. Uh, Max and Lando went wheel to wheel all the way up until lap 28. Um, it was one of those races where there was like genuine excitement of Lando potentially winning had they got their pit stop strategy right, which I think they went the safe route, the safe route and uh, settled for a P2. I think had they left Lando out on mediums, a little bit longer and let him put up a fight. He could have barely, barely, barely eked out a win. Maybe um, you had Lewis versus Lando. Nice little battle late. And then uh, the after race drama with uh, Lewis and, Car- and uh, Charles there getting disqualified from that race. And then uh, it was yeah, one of the rare races where Max only finished by a couple seconds. He finished two seconds ahead of Lewis Hamilton in this race. Um, but my number one race of the season. I can't believe that I, this is uh, where it's ended up. My number one race of the season was the Las Vegas Grand Prix. I know. The race that should never have been. The race that should have been trash. The race that almost didn't even happen because of all the bullshit. Uh, I think proved to be just a beautiful spectacle from practice to qualifying down to the literal very last lap. There was movement on this race the entire time. You had Leclerc versus Max on lap one. Max ends up getting a penalty. There's low grip. Fernando goes off. Lando goes off. You got Oscar Piastri with a huge charge from P12. Makes himself competitive in P4 for the majority of the race. You got Williams becoming fish food. They started P5 and P6, their best to start in years. And they fall all the way back out of the points. You got Chuck overtaking for P1 on lap 16. When was the last time anybody overtook Max in the middle of a race? Probably the first time it happened this season. I think the first and only time that Max got overtaken in the middle of a race. Um, And then we saw Max fucking go into George. They make contact. George gets a penalty. You love to see it. You got an Alpine team battle going on there in the middle of the pack. You got Checo with a huge charge from P12 all the way up into P3. And then we have a three-way, almost four-way battle for P1. If Oscar Piastri had a little bit better timing on a pit stop strategy, maybe a little bit more tire life or better control of his tires, he could have potentially been there right for P4. Um, you got middle-of-the-pack madness, battles up and down, and then that three-way battle between Max Checo and, and Leclerc back and forth over a number of laps. And then, quite possibly, the greatest moment of the season with Chuck Leclerc overtaking Sergio Perez at the CVS turn on the very last lap. 
as many times in his two races that Checo lost position on the last lap. Unreal race. I thought it was great. I mean, just the fact that we now have a famous CVS corner. I love it. I think. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I, I agree with all that you said there. It was definitely a fun weekend. Looking forward to round two. Um, yeah, I do. I can't wait for uh, the next few years. I think it's only going to get better. I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this. My my prediction for the Las Vegas Grand Prix overall, since it was announced, I thought that it was going to be the new Monaco. That's been my prediction. It's not Monaco. It doesn't have what Monaco's got, and I'm not saying that from a racing perspective. It outraces Monaco a thousand times over, but like the glitz and the glam, the spectacle that Monaco is, it, it wasn't that. So if they want, so, if, if, if my prediction was going to be true, they have a lot of work to do. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Okay. Um, on that note, mm-hmm. segue, my honorable mention for races. Please give me as much honorable mentions as you got. We, for pretty much the entirety of his existence in the 2023 season had Monaco at the back. Oh, up the grid. Oh, I personally want to give Monaco a honorable mention. Wow. I feel like it could potentially earn a place within the top 12, maybe 10. So I think, uh, looking back on it, it was, it was definitely, the classic Monaco, especially with this era of car, that's a lot bigger, a lot wider, very end up being very tight and chaotic on the opening laps. You, see, you can watch some of like the driver driver views from the opening lap, and it's just I can I can only imagine how nerve wracking it was. Yeah, I mean it's a driver's 90- track, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that and then with there was tons of chaos. We saw rain come down. Uh, just within like the last 15 laps of the race or so, which really threw a big curveball. We saw people going off left and right, doing 360s. Uh, just I, to me, that was just a really uh, fun, uh, fun race to watch. And I think it uh, doesn't deserve to be at the back. I think I think it was a lot more more exciting than we were willing to give credit for. Yeah, I think I could probably give it another rewatch and uh, give it its dues, but there are three moments from that race that stick out to me, and it was Max's last flying lap in qualifying. Uh, That was beautiful. It was brilliant. It was Esteban Ocon's podium performance kind of out of nowhere, and then it was Mm -hmm. uh, Fernando's pit stop. Had he not made that last pit stop, you got Fernando Alonso winning the Monaco Grand Prix. No doubt about it. One missed call, and uh, Max keeps that streak alive. So there yeah, you have it. Right on. Uh, Those are our top five have, races of the season. Did you have any other honorable mentions or cover them? Um, that was all of them. That was all my honorable mentions. I almost wanted to give Mexico an honorable mention just because it was better than we expect, but that doesn't get you in. That doesn't get you yeah. curious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, I mean, yeah, Mexico was a pretty memorable race for me just because of the whole Checo drama and, and him going out in the first turn, which makes yeah. it very sad. So, uh, which takes us right into our top three moments of the season. Okay. Are you ready for this? You have your top three moments of the season ready to go? Yeah. Right off the bat, you just said it. Number three for me was Checo's heartbreak in Mexico. Mm. I think he has been, he's kind of in a place where he's realized his, 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 uh, 
his role at Red Bull Racing. He's realized his place in Formula One, and I think his seat is a little bit in jeopardy. And I think he's got his main focus now is winning a Mexico Grand Prix. And he was gunning for it, and if he had just been a little less zealous on one turn, he might have been at least on the podium. Who knows if he was going to be able to overtake Max. He would have at least been in the slipstream and in a DRS zone, you know, and given himself a shot, but because he... He wanted it so bad, and he got so hungry, and he got so greedy on turn one, he took himself out, and uh, the entire country of Mexico weeps. Yeah, I mean, he saw that window. He went for it, only real, only to realize that it wasn't open. Yeah, it wasn't there. So, yeah, I mean, he uh, said it himself, like, you know, he, I'm, I'm going to go for it in this race, and then when, when I saw that window, I took it, and I think he even said I would do it again. So good on him, I yeah. guess. You want to see that sort of compete level. Fingers crossed that he's got that same energy going into twenty twenty four. On the on Checo, I, I my my number three moment of the year. I got his battle with Fernando Alonso at Interlagos, and uh, Fernando just the defense of the year, just outplaying uh, Checo with the DRS game and getting. Uh, getting the edge on him at the very end, although it did come down to the wire. Uh, that was just one of my favorite parts of the season. I mean, all season long, Fernando just showing just the, the highest class of racing skill, just all the little things. To, I think it was, was it in Zandvoort or, uh, or so where he, he was, or it may have been uh, Belgium where he's during, during the sprint, he was driving over his starting position. Oh, to lay down rubber Sunday to lay down rubber, to give himself extra traction. Just like all those little things throughout the year. Just, he's just such a, yeah, he's 300 IQ genius. He he really is. And it's like, it's almost this like little bit of evil genius, but fuck man, that's just, that's 20 plus years of formula one, you know, coming into fruition. So this, I guess this is going to be a big shit on Checo greatest moments because my my number two is um chuck's overtake in vegas and i think i'm just going to combine it and i'm just going to say checo last lap losses because interlagos was a huge i mean that's it's the same thing that was a beautiful battle between the two of them so for me my number two is is uh just checo getting overtaken on the last lap in vegas and in interlagos yeah that was mine as well i mean Uh, it was i mean that's what you want. You want to race to the line. And so that's, bam, right there. Number two yeah, for 100%. me. What's your one? Um, Greatest moment of one. the 2023 season for Brandon Wood. What was it? It may, I mean, I don't know. My order might be a little mixed up here, but definitely Fred Vorsor letting the Ferraris race uh, the last few laps at Monza. To me, that was one of the best moments. Like, that was their weekend. They had put it all into that, and then for them to just say, "Have it out, boys," was just, that was like, fun. So much fun to see see happen. So. I love that too. And you're not going to believe this. My greatest moment also happened at Monza, but it was less exciting. My my okay. number one moment of the season was Max Verstappen winning ten races in a row at Monza slash taking the win record for the season with 19 wins. I know it's boring. People don't want to hear it, but that's that's the story of the season. 
Max Historic. was the story of the season. Historic. He broke two records. The the streak and then the number of wins. And as much as you don't want to give him his credit, if you're one of those people out there, he's outracing even the best car that's ever been built. All you got to do is look at where his teammate finished in that exact same car, and it was le- it was more than 50% down from where he finished from a points perspective. Boring, maybe. Monumental and historic. You can't deny the young man. He is that Dutch lion, and, and, and he was the story of the season. So much of a story that he became a non-story. You know what I mean? We didn't yeah, even became, have to say who became, won the race. Yeah, it became boring to talk. Just yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, if that's the story of the year, that's the story of the year, you know? But, you know, it opened us up to focusing on everyone else on the grid, you know, further down, giving giving uh, giving light to everyone else further down on the grid. So. Yeah. Everyone had to get a little nibble at the table. Yeah. Well, I guess now we can uh, put the 2023 season to rest. Yeah. So we'll be back with any news and notes. Maybe we'll have... Uh, I don't know. Some breaking news. There's not. We're kind of in that little bit of a lull in between seasons right now. Yeah. So we'll definitely be done until until next year, and then we'll. Uh, I guess we have to wait until February for any preseason stuff to really come out. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, um, to wrap it up, uh, is there anything that you feel like uh, you learned that you in doing this podcast this year that you might not have learned otherwise you feel like um, mm. there's anything gained from doing this no did you get anything out of this uh, I got a lot of great uh, f1 talk with you a couple of our other buddies um, it definitely forces us to put a, a like a keener eye on things so that's good mm-hmm. I guess from a fan perspective. I've learned that I'm not the sports broadcaster that I think I was trying to be at the beginning of this show, and I, I just enjoy mucking it up rather than trying to cover things from a, a technical perspective. I enjoy just talking about Formula One with friends, and I think that's what uh, this podcast does. Yeah, same. In, in, but I also personally have like learned so much more about the technical stuff and like just paying more attention and you're definitely you're the, the tech guy on the, the side on this show 100 percent. so yeah so for me that was just and also kind of i wouldn't say being forced to but just like having that like okay we're going to be doing a podcast so i got to make sure to like study pay up. attention to everything was it was like was kind of like you know it was kind of fun it was uh it was kind of like a good motivating factor to uh really soak in as much of the season as i could so yeah I also learned that um, a bunch of our friends in our fantasy league are rats who don't who yeah. don't adhere to their word. Yeah, well, you know, maybe next next year we'll have to do things a little differently. Uh, it's not going to be a next year for the fantasy league. Yeah, I guess so. We'll see. All right, guys, for the final time, this is Into the Chicane signing off. Peace. Peace.